Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the September edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Taking a look at the front page article for the Crestone Eagle this month, Potential Cell Towers Causing Controversy, Pros and Cons. This was written by Sandia Belgrade. There are no cell phone towers in the Crestone Baca area, but now there are two proposals on the table that have people highly divided. Our report will proceed chronologically and begin with the first publicly announced proposal and how it has evolved. Community Services, McDowell Johnson Possible Cell Tower. Beginning in April, there were discussions regarding the need for a community center for various nonprofits that operate in the Crestone Baca area. A group was formed with Elaine Johnson, Steve McDowell, and people representing several nonprofit groups in the area, such as Neighbors Helping Neighbors, Succeed, the Crestone Energy Fair, and the Food Bank. Agencies which provide necessary services to the community, such as social services providing food stamps, mental health counseling, and Sawatch County Public Health, which provides vaccines, could also use space. There was also talk of having a space large enough so that community dinners might be held there. The food bank illustrates the need for space. When they could not find a place, the mercantile donated their current space. However, the food bank has gone from serving 35 to 50 people per week to 250 to 300 per week and have outgrown the space. The center would be sited at the unfinished Rostra Block building in Elk Park. It is a commercial district located between the POA and the end-of-life cremation site. Funding for the building would come from federal COVID-19 grant money administered through DOLA and locally headed by the town of Crestone as fiscal agent. Funding is still available, but it must be applied for within a year. As they worked on the grant, the proposal included a cell phone tower. It would be one quarter of a mile from the center. Elaine explained that a cell phone tower was needed because, once the building was completed, there would be expenses such as taxes, utilities, insurance, and upkeep, etc. A cell tower would pay for those yearly expenses. Elaine also expressed her concern for public safety as part of that decision. During the spring fire at Levita Pass, the Verizon cell tower was lost, and Verizon is not going to replace it. As a result, she explained, many of her employees and customers have trouble with cell phone reception. Some might not be reached if there were an emergency or be able to receive an Everbridge call, reverse 911. Others in the town of Crestone have also expressed frustration with cell phone reception and dropped calls, but the inclusion of a cell tower in the proposal meant that neighbors helping neighbors could not be part of that venture. They cannot support or take sides in controversial issues. The McDowell-Johnson proposal had to go back to the Planning Commission to resolve zoning issues, a necessary step before presenting a plan to county commissioners. Proposed cell town on Baca Waterland. Details regarding the Baca Water and Sanitation District WNS, proposal to, uh, to possibly allow a cell tower to be put on their land were made public only the day before this article was due. Vivia Lawson, the president of their board, said the company under consideration by the district is Viaro of Industrial West. 
the tower would be located at the Aspen Treatment Plant property. Vero specializes in low elevation towers that serve their rural network. The Viero technology would also improve service for AT&T users. For Verizon service to be improved, a separate Verizon antenna, antenna would happen at a later date after the Viero antenna was installed. The proposed tower is to be 190 feet tall. At this height, it does not require lighting, but it is high enough to offer significant improvement of service quality in our area. Additional antennas, such as a Verizon antenna, will be placed lower on the tower than the first antenna. The district views the cell tower as an opportunity to have a revenue benefit that will extend to every member of the district. Their hope is to keep rates as low as possible as they move forward on infrastructure improvements that could cost in the millions of dollars. Opposition. Those who oppose cell towers have put out a petition that makes its case. Some residents are against having any cell tower anywhere in the Crestone-Baca area. They want to retain the rural character of Crestone, to maintain their close relationship with the natural world, and to preserve its spiritual essence. That's why they moved here in the first place. Other views point to public health and safety. Some have cited specific data stating that radiation emissions are a potential danger to health, especially among children. Some of the assertions are based on information found on the Internet. Not every site is scientifically accurate, and there are few conclusive findings. The American Cancer Society, for example, says there is no strong evidence that exposure to cell tower emissions cause any noticeable health effects. On the other hand, the Center for Family and Community Health School of Public Health, UC Berkeley, provides international research and data that shows there are some risks to health. Far more studies suggest that the greater concern is the personal devices themselves, including, but not limited to, Wi-Fi radiation within the home from the modem or router, and smart appliances and smartphones, including older-style flip phones. Many sites point to one important factor to be considered. A large majority of people with cell phones talk on them without using the speakerphone. They are putting the cell phone right against their head. This is far more dangerous than a cell tower located at least one quarter mile away. There is much conflicting information on the internet and people often choose data that corresponds with their beliefs. There are other voices trying to be heard. The visibility of a cell tower was mentioned by several people. Several said they thought a cell tower was inevitable. Others are concerned that a big communication corporation could come in and put up a cell tower east of Crestone on federal land without us having any say. The local proposals at least have the benefit of supporting our community. The question now is whether the commissioners will approve two cell towers less than one mile apart from each other. I tried to stay impartial writing this article following the Eagles guidelines, but the process was very discouraging. Many people expressed hateful sentiments against anyone who disagreed with them. Spewing hate will serve to destroy our community and its spiritual essence more than a cell tower. Now turning to POA news, Baca POA board raises dues to $640.90 per year in 2023. This is written by John Rowe. The regularly scheduled POA board meeting was held on Thursday, August 18th at 6 p.m. at the POA Hall on Row T. All five board members were present, as were about 10 POA members in person and another six attending via Zoom.
The meeting lasted until 10 p.m., making it one of the longest in recent memory. A major reason the meeting went on for so long was because a very lengthy discussion ensued on what to do about 2023 dues. Should it be raised 15%, 25%, or 30%, or possibly even more? All five board members had definite ideas about this, and they asked for feedback from all attending members, many of whom weighed in also. All five board members and just about all property owners who spoke out agreed that the dues needed to be raised significantly. Several hundred thousand dollars of reserves were spent in the last few years as expenses were always much higher than BACA income, particularly during COVID, and there is simply not that much in the way of reserves left to draw on less than $300,000. And while new BGPOA manager Jay Walter did not weigh in with an opinion on what dues should be, he did venture to say that the reserve fund has been used as a savings account to be used whenever income falls below expenses. He considers that an error. He feels that reserves are to protect assets such as graders and ambulances and fire trucks when income falls below expectations. It should not be used whenever the POA needs cash. The dramatic upturn in spending reserve money was largely fallout from COVID years and delinquent dues topped 40% in each of the last two years, much higher than most HOAs. Legal fees, often resulting from out-of-court settlements from unhappy former employees and legal expenses resulting from blighted properties with unresponsive owners, were well up into six figures, much higher than previous years, also a significant contributor to our cash crunch. Leaving key positions within the POA unfilled for months on end in the last two years, partially due to a labor shortage but compounded by a desire to save money, is an unofficial policy that has been stopped, as this board has made every effort to fill all vacancies in order to have a POA that is responsive to member needs and to be something we can all be proud of. Member phone calls and emails were routinely unanswered in the last two years. We usually had no ambulance chief, often had no real land use chief, an absentee general manager, and maintenance was usually shorthanded in a subdivision with mostly gravel roads that are being much more heavily traveled, and therefore rougher, than in years previous. These situations have all been rectified or are in the process of being so, but at a price. The solutions to these problems cost a lot of money and there are no shortcuts. The valley economy is very healthy. Carpenters make 35 to $40 per hour, plumbers and electricians even more, and the POA is feeling the pinch in filling vacancies too. Gone are the days we could hire reasonably good administrative help for $15 an hour or a department head for $40,000 a year. At least two of the three administrative posts posts recently filled were advertised at 18 to $24 per hour. The ambulance chief position was advertised at up to $70,000 per year and has been filled by a highly qualified candidate. The land use chief position and the general manager positions are also better paid than in most years previous and have enabled the board to hire the best people available. Much higher priced homes both to purchase and to rent, have also, by necessity, driven up wages in order to attract quality people. This substantial shoring up of POA personnel, from top to bottom, with all having impressive resumes, is resulting in a management effort that is up to the task of essentially rebuilding the POA into an entity capable of new 21st century realities, both now and in years to come. Again, this costs money and lots of it. And all board members want to stress that the new increases amount to $14 per month per lot owner.
Another significant factor cited in needing to raise the dues substantially is the 12% or more rate of inflation that is plaguing everyone. Another is flash flooding this summer high up in the chalets which will impede a schedule for improving road grading and will cost thousands of dollars to fix. And there is high cost of eradicating or fixing blighted homes in the Baca. Legal fees to remedy those situations can cost $10,000 to $20,000 for each one and perhaps, perhaps more. It amounts to doing a housekeeping that has been neglected for many, many years. Deferred maintenance is a strategy used by past POA governance to rob Peter to pay Paul and ends up costing the membership more money than if certain things have been done right the first time. All of our large equipment maintenance has been let go and this board and this membership can have been left holding the bag. It can no longer be ignored. Once again, this is an issue that will cost us all many, many thousands of dollars. These secondary issues really add up and cannot be avoided. After going round and round for half of the evening and with much member input, a board member put forth a motion to increase assessments dues 30% for 2023, which amounts to $640.90 per lot owner or an increase of $169 per year or $14 per month. One board member who has an extensive background in money management explained the math in arriving at this 30% increase. Anything less than 25% would result in being in the red again, and while it sounds draconian, 30% would enable us to pay all our bills, have a markedly better POA, and begin the long process of rebuilding the prudent reserve to previous levels or perhaps even a little higher than that. The vote was 3 to 2 in favor of the 30% increase. The two dissenting votes were in favor of a 25% increase or about $25 per year less than the $640.90 per year that was agreed upon. One other piece of significant news is that Claudia Wolf. Leroy West and Allison McClure all have been approved to run for the board in October's membership meeting. See the BGPOA website for meeting details. In my eight plus years of covering the POA for the Eagle and 12 years of living here, I have never seen us at a more weighty crossroads. Should we have continued down the path the last management team was leading us, insolvency was probable, if not certain. This board has done everything I can imagine to drag us out of the muck and to right the ship. There is plenty of room for disagreement on that and on how to proceed from here. Agree or disagree, please consider getting involved. Your community could use a few more helping hands. It does indeed take a village. Thanks for listening. And we have this article, Help Us Make Crestone More Beautiful. This is written by Lynn Drake. More outdoor art installations are coming to Crestone and this time we would like to invite the community to participate. Crestone Artisans Gallery has received a second grant from Colorado Peak Community Housing in conjunction with the new Living Wisdom Elder Housing Project. The goal of the project is to develop a vibrant, permanent community sculpture garden in downtown Crestone. The garden will be colorful and inviting, encouraging visitors to stay in the commercial district longer, which will result in increased economic support for local businesses. This project will add visual interest to the landscape, expanding Crestone's cultural assets, create community pride, and bring people together from inside and outside the community. 
The art installation will involve adding a mosaic seating area on gallery property near the town park. It will be a place for all to sit and enjoy the shade, fountain, the town, and see the amazing art tiles made by the community. Area students and all community members will be invited to paint the tiles to be installed in the seating area. It will all be free and open to the public. We will have tile painting workshops with lots of ideas and samples and all materials are free. Come, have fun, leave a small part of yourself as a permanent part of Crestone. Thanks to the Swatch County Tax Grant, we have created an installation of art and peace poles at the gallery for visitors and the community to enjoy. Come by and see the new art installation. In addition to the project, we will be tiling benches for the new Living Wisdom Elder Housing Project and adding more art poles. This is an exciting project to engage the public and students to having some fun with art. Please join us in this amazing project. More about the community art installation will be in the next few issues of the Eagle, and we will have posters to announce the workshops. Thanks! Written by the Crestone Artisans Gallery. And now for some library district news for the Northern Swatch County Library District, written by Sarah Cohen-Fry. Recurring programs. There is so much going on at the libraries. Our calendar is full of events for all ages. The BGL Writers Group meets each Tuesday at the Baca Grand Library at 4. Singing Bowls and Energy Healing will continue at the Baca Grand Library on the 23rd and 30th, and the Swatch Public Library will hold a community flea market at Otto Mears Park in Swatch on Saturday the 24th. Tables for vendors are $10. Call the Swatch Public Library to sign up, 719-655-2551. Ages 11 to 17 are invited to Dungeons and Dragons at the Baca Grand Library every Friday at 2. Visit one of the branches or check our Facebook page and website for a full calendar. Author Talk. Um, Baca Grand Library will host an author talk with local author Larry Jordan on Friday, September 16th at 5 p.m. Larry spent 25 years in investment banking, assisting companies, governments, and nonprofit agencies in issuing over $10 billion of municipal bonds for capital projects and cash flows. In 2011, he quit his job and sold his house to spend his life in service. He drove veterans to the VA clinic, prepared 1,000 tax returns for low-income families, taught school in Africa, and volunteered for the American Red Cross. Over the last 20 years, he traveled around the world, read over 1,000 books about spirituality, and had some powerful experiences in several spiritual traditions, including baking in a sweat lodge, chanting to Shiva, meditating in a zendo, and whirling with the dervishes. Larry and his wife Jill live in Arlington, Texas and spend summers in Crestone. They have two grown children and three grandsons. You can find his book, The Way, Meaningful Spirituality for a Modern World, at the Baca Grand Library. Baca Grand Library hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Swatch Public Library hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Masks are welcome but not required. And we have a couple of notices. Free water quality testing. How is the quality of your household well drinking water? Protect your family health through an SLV Environmental Public Health Initiative. Drought and water sampling. 
As drought increases in the valley, the concentration of the pollutants in drinking water can increase. Drought may also influence the water quality due to changes in the geochemistry of the aquifer. SLVEC is partnering with Dr. Katherine James to study the impacts of drought on water quality in the SLV. Free water quality testing is available for people with household drinking water wells in the San Luis Valley. Test your well to ensure your water is safe to drink. The testing will indicate the health of our aquifer by measuring pH, age, hardness, and heavy metal concentrations. This public health issue intertwines with the health of our environment. Participate in the Citizen Science Initiative to make sure your water is safe for drinking as drought in the valley continues to increase. To participate, contact Nicholas Stoll, that's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot Stoll, at cuanschutz.edu, that's C-U- a-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z dot E-D-U. Or, also, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, dot James, at C-U-Anschutz dot E-D-U. And another item, POA EAC volunteer members are needed. Interested in volunteering for the Baca Grand POA Environmental and Architectural Committee, EAC? They are currently seeking two new members. If you are interested, please call them at 719 256 4171 or send them an email at info at And in happenings, September 16th, 7 p.m., Pato Banton at the Cloud Station in Crestone. Pato Banton has been touring all over the world and loves our little town. Only 111 tickets. September 16th and 17th, Alamosa Arts Festival, celebrating art in downtown Alamosa. The celebration features Alamosa's Art on Loan program, live music, chalk art, and local artists and businesses in an art walk. And on September 17th at 10 a.m., 29th Annual Fall Festival and Quilt Show in Sawatch. Vendors from all over come to exhibit their wares, including the Sawatch Sagebrush Quilters, who will be showing their efforts for the year, along with offering the chance to win a quilt door prize. Come make a bid on silent auction items, offered as the only annual fundraiser for the Sawatch Chamber of Commerce. Artists will be offering treasures for the eye and the body and soul. Have a seat or get some exercise dancing to live music during the day. And on September 22nd, we have free entry at Great Sand Dunes National Park. And turning to the community calendar, Wednesday, September 14th, CEOLP monthly meeting on Zoom from 7 to 9 p.m. More information and sign-up is at the website informedfinalchoices.org. On Thursday, September 15th, Rumi Study Circle at Golden Light Sufi Circle, 4 to 6 p.m. To participate in person if you are fully vaccinated or over Zoom, please email hamidanur303 at gmail.com. And on Friday, September 16th, we have that author talk with local author Larry Jordan at the Baca Grand Library from 5 to 6 p.m. Saturday, September 17th, the Monte Vista Farmer's Market, first in Jefferson. Also, as noted earlier, the Alamosa Arts Festival and the Fall Fest and Quilt Show in Sawatch, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday, September 17th. Looking ahead to Wednesday, September 21st, we have the International Day of Peace. Also on Wednesday the 21st, Baca Water and Sanitation Monthly Public Online Meeting at 9 a.m. Their website is bacawater.com slash board.html. And don't forget, on Thursday, September 22nd, there is free entry to Great Sand Dunes National Park. On Friday, September 23rd, Singing Bowls and Energy Healing at the Baca Grand Library from 5 to 6 p.m., 
also on Friday the 23rd, Crestone Baptist Church 50th Anniversary Celebration with live music, outdoor games, and a barbecue from 4 to 7 p.m. And looking even further ahead, Saturday, September 24th, the Community Flea Market at Ottomeyers Park in Sawatch from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Also on Saturday, the 24th, is the last Saturday food distribution at Crestone Food Bank from 9 a.m. to noon. And the Crestone Baptist Church 50th Anniversary Celebration continues on Saturday, the 24th, with live music, a car and tractor show, hay rides, prayer tent, and food trucks from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 24th. And also on Saturday the 24th is the Octobrewfest in Cole Park in Alamosa from 2 to 6 p.m. On Sunday the Crestone Baptist Church 50th Anniversary Celebration concludes on Sunday the 25th with live music and a potluck lunch from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.